0: This is 2021. This is the Met Red Super League. Be ready. It's a special edition of the Betfred sponsored Eddie and Steve-O the podcast this week. I'm sure that you are well aware that Mossy Masoy was due to deliver a very special Rugby League ball into the Hull KR Stadium ahead of the local derby against rivals Hull this week. The ball has travelled the world being signed by the captains of all the teams in Australia's NRL and all the captains of the Super League sides over here. The ball has been and continues to be carried by Rugby League personalities on its journey around the world. However, as in many things these days, sadly, the coronavirus has taken an evil hand, and because of a continuing outbreak, the game has had to be postponed. Now, this rugby league ball is so special because when Mossy suffered a life-changing injury in a pre-season game, it looked like he would never walk again. Certainly, life would never be the same again. But showing superhuman strength and determination Mossy, the former St Helens and Hulkingston Rovers forward, is now walking again. And unbelievably, whenever the Hull derby is played, he will bring the ball into the ground in front of the crowd at the end of its 24,353-mile journey from New Zealand via Australia to the UK. Donations have been collected every step of the way for the Mossy Masoi Foundation, which has been set up because Mossy, and many others like him, will need help for many, many years to come, simply to live as normal a life as possible. The Men of League in Australia, RL Kers and the Rugby League Benevolent Fund have greatly assisted Mossy so far. But once the walk is completed and the ball has been delivered, there'll be a worldwide online auction for what will be a unique piece of Rugby League memorabilia. And so let's hope they raise many, many thousands of pounds. The walk in the UK started in St. Helens, where Mossy first made his Super League name. And as I said, it will end at Hull, where his career was so tragically cut short. I was privileged to join the walk on the leg of its journey between the Wigan Ground and the Lee Sports Village. And I was in the company of Sky Sports Rugby League glitterati, Barry McDermott and Terry O'Connor. This is just a taster of what went on on our nine and a half mile trek this is a fantastic cause Barry It is, we, it's still you know it's still when
1: we look at what we do in our game it's still something that we do better than most sports, we're, we're always there for one another, the rugby league family will always step up, always get involved raise money shine awareness and on all, all the things that that, that, we, that we can be gloriously proud of I'd I'd love to think there'd be a day not too far down the track where we don't have to do stuff like this. Mm. But a a rugby league player, when he signs that contract, gets on the journey of his career, he also signs a contract that says he's going to get looked after for the rest of his life. And that's perhaps a a topic of discussion for a different day, Eddie. But, yeah, Big Mossy was at the game last night, had a chat with him, you know, wished him well. And um, the next couple of days... There were lots of people that get involved from weird and wonderful places because he's had such an impact on so many people.
0: He has, and the thing that strikes you about Mossy Terry when you see him on the telly and when you see him out and about, despite the adversity that he's gone through over the past 18 months, he never stops smiling.
2: You know, phenomenal, isn't he, Eddie? Because um, you, you look at him and like you hear all the stories from when he got injured, um, when he was playing for Hulk and then... In hospital for all, all that time, and then his strength of character, Eddie, um, which is phenomenal. And still to to turn up to whether it's Sky or any other interviews that he does, and with this big smile on his face, says a lot about the man, doesn't it? Because it does. to go through what he's going through and what he'll continue to go through for the rest of his life, which we, we can't forget, and I think it's important that we all get behind him now, but it's also important that we stay focused and stay making sure that we can help him as much as we can in the long term because um, things like that will not go away and it'll really impact his life going forward but when i look at him i just think what an amazing sort of character to to carry himself the way he does uh, represent the sport the way he does and obviously a big family man he's, he's got one thing in or well, he's got two things on his mind that, one, he wants to be the the best that he can be,
0: and two, that he wants to make sure he can look after his family. Very much so, and he's still a a relatively, well, a very young man, and he's got the rest of his life to live, Barry, so it's so important. And the Rugby League, we call it the Rugby League family all the time, the Rugby League fraternity, family, call it what you will, the sport in general, as they did with Robbie Burrow, and are still doing with Rob, they really do get behind things like this.
1: Yeah, they, they like a, a campaign and they like things to, to get involved in because typically rugby league people were, were come from humble backgrounds we're you know, strugglers and fighters and all the rest of it. So, yeah, to have a cause is, is often what people look for and if anything has taught us over the last 18 months, it's, it's not about how much money you've got in your bank and it's not about, you know, the jobs and everything else that you thought was so important 18 months ago, it's about the people that you surround yourself with and it's about those friends and family that sometimes you can't get to see because circumstances dictate that you can't. So, yeah, the rugby league family, I'm always proud to be involved in anything like this and I'm always proud of the way that the game reacts. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just a, a very small thing that we can do, mm. us three, I'm a bit worried about you. So am I. And I am not carrying you, (laughs) even though Steve-O said, um, I'm sure the lads will carry you. There's not a chance I'm carrying you.
2: (laughs) Well, all I can say is, Barry, that... Like For those, obviously, that's listening to this, we're walking down a canal from the DW Stadium <laughs> up to late. So if there's any chance that he's a bit of a keeler, do you know what he's doing? He's <laughs> Bang, straight splash, in. straight in there. <laughs> Big splash. I'm not bothered whether it's deep or shallow. We'll just cover you up if
0: it's shallow. And if it's deep, we'll just tie some bricks to your legs. <laughs> I didn't expect anything differently. I must say, when I got here this morning, I thought to myself, if anything does go drastically wrong and I hit the deck... There are only two people I don't want giving me the kiss of life. And I'm walking with them. <laughs> Tr- trust me, we won't be giving you the kiss of life.
2: Like, a uh, big big Rocky fan me, Eddie. Love the Rocky films. And Rocky Four, IV, Ivan Drago, what did he say when Apollo Creed was on the ground? If he dies, he dies. <laughs> I'm adopting that sort of mentality. If you keel over, mate, you're either in the water. If you can't get it in the water, we're just leaving you.
1: I'm, I'm up for the... Never mind the, the kiss of life, I'm up for the kick of death. <laughs> I'll just make sure we do the job properly.
0: Listen, things never change with you two. Uh, I watch the telly each and every match. I sit there, I chuckle, I hold my head in my hands at times. Kick the telly. Kick the telly. What, sh- what, tell sh- have, what have
1: I told them to <laughs> I've got a question for you, Eddie, because right. you, you do. You sit at home, you watch, you analyse. What have you made of 2021 so far?
0: Um Well, listen, I'm now a viewer. I'm now someone who wants to be entertained, and I'm being entertained. I thought the Warrington Saints match the other night was fantastic. Uh, I don't think it was a classic. You two were saying and trying to tell people it was, and so was Ben, the commentator, and I understand why. You told us to say that. I know. You you never say it's a rubbish game, even when it (laughs) is. But, no, I mean, it was a a fantastic defensive display from Warrington. Uh, I think Saints... On their day, are probably the best team in the competition. Amazing how he raised his voice then because Mike Rush is behind <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, I know, yeah. Well, he, he does know that. He does know. But no, it, I'm, I'm enjoying every minute of it, I really am. Who do you think is going to challenge St Helens then if we all agree, because we do, that Saints are the leaders
1: and the standard bearers? Who's, who's second in line there, do you reckon?
0: Well, at the moment, you've got to say Warrington the way they're playing. I mean, I, I, I remember at Mosley Road people like Kieran Cunningham scoring in the last minute, the yeah. last yeah. second well, against you know Warrington. you was going
1: through my mind and I was waiting for something? I had the line in my mind. Never right off, off the scene. Yeah. See, what about... And this is the team that everybody forgets about. What about Catalan, drag? Yes,
0: they're going sensationally well. Aren't? But the, the trouble with Catalan is that we've had so many false dawns in the past. They are brilliant to watch what, now. Warrington haven't had false dawns. Oh, they, like yes, yeah, they have. But won't call Warrington. Let's <laughs> Warrington now. I know, I don't want my windows putting in but I get home. <laughs> but no, I mean, you would hope the Catalan this year can do something. Uh, and they are doing something. That, yeah, that yeah. morgue uh yeah. yeah. Morgue and uh, what's the other guy the the other youngster with the the blonde hair oh, he, uh, the, Sam Tompkins yeah oh, look yes uh, they, they've caught the eye and Sam fair play you know he, I, I think he came back from the NRL not broken but i think he was, yeah, he, was he was hurt
1: in his, his confidence and the rest well, of it so yeah i agree he's playing as good now as he's ever played isn't he but
0: just isn't it good though that
2: the competition for places in the, uh, the full-back role, there's all that debate about whether it be Zach or Stefan or Sam or Jake Connor. Like, hooking is exactly the same, that hooking role is exactly the same. We've got some key positions, Eddie, that I think, over the years, we might not have had that competition for the places, but no. I think it's shown where many looks and thinks, right? we've got some big boppers up front who can, who can play well, cause some damage. We've got some key personnel in the halves. We've got some individuals in the hooking and the, the fullback roles. Mate, you've got to be, feel really optimistic for, for England this
0: year. Well, you, you have. I mean, but again, mentioning Falstons and Catalan Dragons, we've had Falstons with England stroke Great Britain in the past, haven't we? You know, and there have been times when we should have won the Ashes, we didn't. Yeah. We got close. But not close enough. We fell apart in the last five minutes of three tests. I remember not too long ago. Uh, You know, it's it's a fact of rugby league life, sadly, that we we haven't done it. That's my one big regret. Do you know? And I think I never called an Ashes series win. Big regret. I'll come back and do it next time. Yeah, (laughs) they'd welcome you back
1: with open arms. That's all we get asked these days. When are Eddie and Steve all coming back?
0: Well, I can whereas understand. It,
1: whereas yes. years ago, it used to be, "When are they getting rid of Eddie <laughs>
2: and that, thats your big regret, that is it?
0: Yeah, not is doing it? not doing actually. I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was when
2: you got a cock coming down for breakfast, when you dress on.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. Well, I'll never forget. The, where, where were we? we we're, oh, were in South Wales. <laughs> for <laughs> the <laughs> for, to see you, for, for the magic
3: weekend. <laughs>
0: The magic weekend in wales at four o'clock in the morning i get a knock on the door room service breakfast mr hemmings i said i've not ordered breakfast and it suddenly dawned on me the last two people the last two people i saw before retiring to my suite was you two yes and i can neither confirm nor deny but it's absolutely
2: right Wasn't that because you get the munchies in the middle of the night? That's why we we ordered you the breakfast, Eddie. We didn't want you to turn up to the second day of the magic weekend without any breakfast
1: in your stomach.
0: No, it wasn't that. If it
1: makes you feel better, we have done that to nearly everybody who... We like and respect. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a,
0: so that's a that's a badge of courage, is it? And yeah. it, 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 it it's a no, badge. no, we hate you. We just did it. Just oh, yeah, you just did to upset you. me. <laughs> you also did it to Neville Smith as well. I'm amazed that you even got a job. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. But we're, we're a lot bigger than Neville, so I think that's the reason why he kept
0: us on. <laughs> the thing is,
2: you are both still enjoying it, though, right? Eh? Love it. Love being at the matches. Love the fact that now we've got
1: some crowd and some atmosphere and definitely felt it during the saints and warrington match we felt that there was a a genuine lift from the team because the the crowd got behind them so they they do make a difference but yeah love it eddie love it and i mean the best job
0: in the world as you know absolutely absolutely it is and that's that's one of the real hindrances you've had to face over the past 18 months talking and shouting in a stadium that is absolutely empty.
2: Well, I always remember you saying that. Like, you, you, it's more or less you have to shout down the microphone because when it comes across to the TV, you're not shouting; you're just talking passionately. Yeah. And to do that when there's nobody in the stadium and the players can hear you on the pitch. Yes. Like there were people telling me that they could hear me on the they could hear me on the other side of the pitch. Like when Jenner and Billy were on the other side of the pitch in the tunnel, they could hear me shouting everything that I was saying. Which obviously, if they can hear me, the players closest to me can hear. Us, Remember when you done um, the game at Halifax <laughs> yeah. and we were
0: right next to the players and you were bottling it? Oh, yes. You were bottling it. Well, well, I was, but Steve wasn't. You see, he would say anything about anybody and didn't care. Not me. Not me. I, I never said it. I never said anything to offend anyone. Oh, you did. Only you two. You call me an old an, boiler. An old boiler at an Wigan. Old boiler 2003, Good Friday. I never forgot it. <laughs> uh, Let's put that into seven... context. Let's put that into context. That was the day when Wigan had a team of young bucks out. Yeah. We never expected to beat St Helens and they did and the camera went straight to you at the end and you were <laughs> running around like I don't know what and I said, this team of young talent from Wigan O'Connor comes into the middle of the screen and even the old, the old boilers, boilers. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Terry O'Connor yeah. I, did have, I did come looking for you and your family
2: Oh, you did come looking for me straight after the game I've never seen someone bottle it as much <laughs> in my whole life I've come up, the lift doors have opened at the DW on the second floor when we used to come out. You normally used to hold court at the bar, you and, you and Steve. Are. Yeah, I was paying. You've come legging over to me, legging over to me, like threw your arms around me, hugging me. I knew you'd always like wigging, like, but um, threw your arms around me. I'm sorry, I'm really sorry on what I said bottled it.
0: <laughs> I did. But I thought you scousers are supposed to be tough anyway. No, some of us are. There's one or two of us who aren't, who are a bit cowards, <laughs> you know, and I'm one of the cowardly ones. I'm one of the cowardly ones. Listen, Barry, I know that, I know he's, he's just a newcomer to the podcast. You've listened to every single, every, one. Single one. every single one, and you have given me so much grief that you were the only man in the Sky team not to be mentioned on the podcast. Now look at you. You're a star of the podcast. Star in role. Where do I send my invoice in? Uh, M Stevenson, Australia. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> but... it, everybody loves nostalgia, Eddie, and I'm. I'm not just saying it because you're here. We we love to reminisce. We love to, yeah. you know, even the story about Kev Brown's watch. Yes, I can yeah. see that game like it was yesterday, and the fact that Kev Brown's dad hunted Steve-O and yeah. said, "Do you remember this? We love it. We yeah. love it." So listen, Yuki, the old fella, going. You make sure he sorts that bad chest out and sorts that microphone, and he's. His quality, the sound quality is a little bit better. Who? Darth the, Vader? <laughs> yeah, Darth Vader. But the more we can get you two talking about because we love it. We love to, well, we all to do, think don't we? back at, at um, games gone by, and it's not, you know, our, our game isn't different than any other game. The the sands of time start to fall there. The better the game was, the fitter the players were, the more skillful they were. You know, just having a chat with Andy Gregory there about. The game, the Saints Warrington game, and uh, you know he was talking about sometimes the skill and the unpredictability of the modern game isn't quite there, but the discipline of the of the modern game is pretty much the winning and losing. Teams that stick to that game plan and keep doing what the coaches are asking for them tend to get the wins when when they come along. But I like watching the hooligans of this world. I like watching the unpredictable sides that can throw the ball around and they've got a chip and chase in them and you know the, the game will always evolve it'll always change it'll always try to get a little bit better but sometimes you can't reinvent the wheel you score more points than your opposition you ask more questions everybody sits up leans forward and, yeah. and, and i'll applaud you having a go at it anyway
0: well i love to see games where one team scores six tries and another team scores seven tries. That that to me is a classic. I know it's
2: mad though, isn't it? Because I really enjoyed last night the 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 tension in that game, like Saints would have scored a try and kick the goal, they win the game. But like Warrington deserves something to get something out of it and really, really enjoyed it. And like what the purest of rugby league, the fans that we are, as long as your team wins, you're not really bothered. Nobody right? cares, exactly. You're not really bothered.
0: Listen, I'm slightly concerned we've been We've been travelling for 20 minutes and I've just seen a sign saying welcome to Wigan Town (laughs) Centre.
2: We've not even even got out of town. We've just took the long route here. We've just took the long route. If we would have come out of where the stadium is, up B&Q, up here, we would have been here.
0: Other DIY stores are available.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> unless unless they're on your podcast and then you'll be blurred. <laughs> this is sponsored by Betfred Bet as well, Fred, isn't it? Is it as Bet its yeah, Betfred, yeah. good old, old Betfred. Bet Fred, Fred, Bet Fred. Fred. They don't sponsor me and Barry, but we mentioned him. Is there any chance you can get us um, some money off them? I'll have a word. I don't,
0: I don't think there is a chance, but I will <laughs> have a word. <laughs> or you'll yeah. have a
2: chance. Uh, I've got some lads to say Betfred a few times. on
0: you. Um, How many times do you think okay. we've said Betfred today? Oh, quite a few. Very not good. enough. Very not good. Enough. The, odds,
2: the odds on you, have you got any odds on you making this walk alive?
0: Uh, probably Together. 100 to 1 looking at these two faces. <laughs> and that's not because you're not able to do it, it's just because we might not let you. I understand that. And, I, and by the way, both of those statements are true. And please, we've got a backup vehicle somewhere. I'm just keep looking behind me. It's not here, <laughs> no. because I might be jumping in it before long.
1: You're looking for the Winnebago, aren't you? I I've done the you know, photography
2: bit now, the promo bit. Just get me to the end. That's <laughs> not how it works, Ed. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's always great do to know, talk to you, know lads. You always, always good. Do you know you're always... You're always talk crap about myself and Baz, and Baz was bloody... He was vilified by steve or saying he's got to go off. He wasn't even <laughs> doing anything. That was just in the bloody warm-up. <laughs> and uh, what would you have been saying now if... Because I find it weird talking about me. like What would you say if you were... Like, if you were commenting, commenting on a Leeds game, would you be like that? What the hell is this young lad doing? I can't believe he's got a this, gig. This good-looking
0: young hooker or lose forward or loose forward or he's whatever, can't whatever, believe he's whatever to. his, his dad did.
1: was a bleep 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 as soon as we find out who his dad
2: is we'll figure <laughs> out
1: whether he takes after him he's short full head his,
0: of air his dad he's is
2: aggressive my, my point is my point is like you're always like say yeah and his dad was such and such so you were commentating on the leeds game it wouldn't matter oh, to do. me who's
0: da- who's his dad was
2: no but I'm, my point is what would you say about me
0: well, and you're as, right next I, to I've, me. I've said many things about you not in the past, and I would say about your son that it's a very good job that Jared has a beautiful wi- uh, w- uh, wife. Be- <laughs> <laughs> the Jared, Jared has a beautiful mum because obviously that's where he's got his good looks from. <laughs> lads it's always great to talk to you anytime, anywhere. We're now, Cheers, we now we now appear to be lost because we're stuck at we're w- Wigan Central Station.
1: We we can make our way through Wigan Town Centre via the clubs and pubs that aren't there anymore, but we know the buildings. It looks like we're turning round and going. We're going back. We've come the wrong way. We just need to head for a sign called Pemps. If you go, if you get, if you head to Old Pemps Nightclub, i know on my way on from there. Fair
0: enough. Okay. Great to talk to you lads. Thanks cheers, very much. Cheers, Ed. Cheers. You All and Stevie, Steve, will keep up the good work. Well, eventually we did make our way out of Wigan Town Centre. As well as Barry and Terry, there were members of the Armed Forces with us, officers of the Queen's Lancaster Regiment, who supported the walk through Lancashire and then handed over responsibility on the top of the Pennines to the Yorkshire Regiment, and they looked after it until the final destination in Hull. So a massive thank you to those guys as well. OK, well, we are, we are uh, an hour into the walk. Under a dodgy bridge. <laughs> under a very dodgy bridge, in and flat, I, f- I feel safe <laughs> now. I'm alongside the CEO of the Mighty Saints, Mike Rush, who has turned up. In a St Helens tracksuit top, you're a very brave man, Mike. Well, you just can't come through Wigan and not show your colours, can (laughs) you? It'd be like showing a sign of weakness. (laughs) How's things going? I mean, uh, everyone's talking about the Saints until the Warrington game the other night. They're talking about the Saints as going to win everything. Oh, look, it's impossible to
3: go the whole season and and win every game. And we, we all know that with the situation that we find ourselves in with COVID and the fixtures that we're going to be playing every four or five days, there's a huge load on the players um, I think people have got to remember that. I think a dog spotted you I think Yeah, don't, don't like me saying stop <laughs>
2: um,
3: <laughs> So um, I'm sure I used to teach that lady Hurry up, quick run <laughs> um, We know with Covid it's always going to be tough You know, to get the games in and um, It's nobody's fault, it's not the RFL's fault It's not Super League's fault It's just the situation we find ourselves in
0: Indeed, so Um, so we know it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough season. It was a tough. I would imagine, as tough as it is, it's a little easier than 12 months ago.
3: Uh, To some degree, I think that maybe 12 months ago, and I tried to describe this to somebody else. It's like getting on a roller coaster for the first time, and you just got on, strapped yourself in, and you went with it. Unfortunately, this time we sort of know what's coming, and so you know the journey that you're going (laughs) on, and it you're trying to predict and you're trying to stop certain things happening or or get ahead of yourself. And I think, you know, there'll be coaches up and down the country doing that as well. You know, trying to train so that players, if they do get COVID tests, aren't close contact with other players so that you can get a team out on the weekend. Well, that in itself is destructive because you're not training like you naturally
0: would. So there's, there's some challenges for everybody out there. There is. And despite that, people spend time to do fundraising efforts like this, because that is the lifeblood of the sport, isn't
3: it? Yeah, look, you know, I have to walk with Terry. <laughs> Why would you want to walk, spend the morning with Terry O'Connor? <laughs> well, that's a very good question. So, so, that's a charitable act in itself. <laughs> uh, but, no, Motti was one of ours in 2014, obviously. He was part of the successful grand final winning side. You know, in the grand final, it'll never be forgotten. Uh, yep. You know, so... um. He was very, very dear to the club, and Mossy made a decision to go home at that time, um, so his family could live back in Australia. He had an opportunity to go to St George Illawarra; it was a great opportunity. Um, and, and now he returned and played for Hulke out before, you know, suffering the really horrendous injury that he's got. So, as a club, we've tried to do everything we can. I think next weekend or this weekend, next weekend, the players' wives are all walking um, one of the Yorkshire Peaks. So, you know, the whole club's united in trying to help and support Mossy where we can, and today's just a, another example of how
0: great our game is. It is indeed, and I mean, that, I spoke to the boys earlier on, Barry and Terry, they, you see Mossy either on the telly or, or just out and about, despite what he's gone through, and it's been horrific for him, he still has a s- massive smile on his face, doesn't he? He's such an engaging character. He's infectious, isn't, isn't he? he? That, yes. You know, and that smile, and I said to somebody
3: when they were taking his photo for Sky last night, it isn't... That's not a forced smile like you have to get out with me. That's that's <laughs> his everyday demeanour, it's his everyday, you know, character and to go through what he's gone through and continue with that sort of enthusiasm and zest for life is unbelievable. It is, it unbelievable. is
0: unbelievable. Steve O has got connections with Mossy. I think his, his wife is related, so Steve O knows. Yeah, I think both Narrabeen for, yep.
3: for a spell. I think that
0: um, Mossy, was Mossey when
3: we first signed him lived out at Narrabeen which from memory, I think that's where Steve always... He lives that way, he does. I think it's Steve always brothering or somebody might that's... be connected with one of the rugby league clubs up there, in fact. That's right,
0: So, it is. Well, right. now we're in a bit of trouble because we're in the middle of the woods somewhere. Uh, everyone's got the sat-navs out, but uh, we're in a bit of a mess, Mike. I'm just glad I'm not near Barry McDermott in woods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were telling me before in the, uh, in the car park before we set off 22 years now you've been in this job?
3: Yeah, so August this year will be, that'll mark 22 years, um, which is crazy when you think in 1999 I came back and, um, you know. What an era. Yeah, fortunate enough to meet my wife at the club and then we've four lovely kids. yeah. um, Yeah, I still wouldn't have thought even, you know, when I got married in 2004, I wouldn't have thought that we'd still be around by 2021 going into the 22 season next year. But... Look, part of that's down to the people at the club as well, isn't it? You know, we, of course. We joke, but we have a great relationship with Eamon and, and his board of directors, and, and that probably makes the biggest difference. Indeed. Yeah, you never feel like, you know, they're not judgmental and they're very patient with us as a club, and I think that their patience has been rewarded year after year, and, you know, hopefully we can get a trophy or two from them this year. Well I think it's unrealistic, you know, and you mentioned earlier, everybody's saying we'll win everything. I think in a COVID year and coming off the back of a COVID year, it's impossible to win everything. It is, but you're in pole position for one of them. Yeah, and then you'll have to... And then you see what happens. I think people will have to understand that in the lead-up to the Challenge Cup, it's going to be different to the, if we weren't in the final. Yeah. And coming off the back of the final, it'll be different. And then we'll have to peak again come the end of the season. Uh, I'm not trying to read too much into it, but I think people have got to understand that Players can't be... Look, They're going to try and now peak, aren't they, for the Challenge Cup? Of course they are, they've so got to. And you've been around long enough to know that that'll be a little bit of a bumpy ride between
0: now and then, won't it? It's bound to be, but you know, you say you've got to peak at the the end of the season. I'll never forget last October, you peaked yeah. in the last second. Yeah, and we got beat by year.
3: Wigan to lose the league leaders. That's right. right? But I also remember Eddie and you, mate, you commentated on the game. I think in 2008, seven or eight, you'd have to go back and have a look. But I think it was, yeah, 2007, I think we beat Leeds some like 44-4 in the semi-final going into a grand final. And they came out and beat us in a grand final. Yeah. But What was the most important game was the grand final. Yeah, The fact that we'd been able to score 44 points a week or two before was then irrelevant. At the end of the day, the action on the bottom of the now is Leeds Rhinos, us, So,
0: And you've got to is. be at your optimum best on, on that night. Yeah. I, I, I saw James Graham's reaction, I saw all the players' reaction. I think I saw you on the pitch at the end yeah. with the boy. What, yeah, with our when, yeah, <laughs> when When that try was scored by Jack Wellsby, and what a star he is, by the way. Yeah, lovely kid as well. Mm-hmm. He's a wiganer. Is yeah, he? Oh, yeah, you've, you've nicked another one from Wigan. Yeah, we nicked another one. No wonder you kept yourself at the front of this queue.
3: So we've got a few from Terry's land in Widness. Then we've got a few out of Wigan. If you speak to <laughs>
0: Jointy, Jointy tells you the club's only won trophies off the back of having Wiganers. <laughs> so yeah, he might have a point at some stage. <laughs> but what a moment it was! Don't start. What a moment it was for. We tried for the to club. sign him. Oh, O'Connor? To, yeah. You yeah. weren't there, obviously. Then. Yeah, yeah. wasn't there. no, wasn't there. He wouldn't come, apparently. No, well, you couldn't have afforded him <laughs> in those days. Offered
2: me a lot more money than Wigan offered me, and him down. There
0: you go. Why was that, Terry? Come come a bit closer to this microphone. <laughs> Why did you turn the Saints down? This is a story we've well, never heard before. Look at the kip of his head.
3: You <laughs> uh, he can get lost. I wasn't even there then. I was still at school. <laughs> oh, no, no, Still at school. <laughs> My backside.
0: But hey, look, uh, keep it going. So, the yeah, next no. 22 and yeah. the next Grand
3: Final, the next Challenge Cup Final. Yeah, well, look, you, you talked about Jack Wells and the Grand Final. It was unbelievable because there was only five members of the club there on the night, you know, that's all we were allowed. Yes. Uh, Joe, Joe Nickel, one of the directors, dropped out on the day because um, he had symptoms, the poor man. And I dragged out a carelem out of school and took him <laughs> with me. I said, There's a spur seat, come on. And yeah, it, it was great. And it was uh, the person that, you know, other than Jack, because he scores the winning try, James Roby gets to lift the trophy yes. again. Yes. I, I thought it was outstanding for Christian. You know, there was a bit of pressure on him taking over from Justin. And I just thought he, 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 he managed the year so well. Uh, and he thinks about the game so deeply and makes sure that we've got the best opportunity on every occasion. I was just made up that, you know, he got that win. He deserved it. He did.
0: He did. And it was a fantastic way to end the season. And yeah. uh, we've still got a few months to go and we've still got a few miles of like
3: this to do as well. Yeah, I don't mind this.
0: <laughs> After playing last
3: night, it's probably better to be out the club than in the club. So, yeah. <laughs> there's probably one occasion you don't mind walking with, with Terry and Barry. But, yeah, it's... Um, Look, like you said before, it's just great that the community and, you know, ex-professionals, Terry and Barry, and, yep. you know, help Mossy and help get out and, and do the walk, and it's lovely that the army, both the Lancs and the Yorkshire Regiments get behind it. It's fantastic, isn't and, it? Yeah, it is. and and they probably don't get enough credit, do they? No. For what they do for the community, do you know, and we probably talk about our Rugby League community, but
0: the Army are probably doing more than any of us this weekend to, to make much, this happen. Very so. much so. Yeah. Mike, always a pleasure. No problem. Keep it going. <laughs> and I'm um, sorry that you've gone from the front of the queue yeah, to the back a, of the yeah, queue. we have, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> we've got red lights on our backside. I was going to say we've lost a collar, but he's still here. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, it was great fun to spend about two and a half hours walking around nine and a half miles in the company of Barry, Terry... Mike Rush and Sky's Super League touchline reporter Jenna Brooks and what a reception Mossy will get when the ball is eventually delivered prior to that whole derby That's it then for this week and this special edition of the podcast Back to Normal next week with steve in Australia Until then, thanks for listening and goodbye